0: Welcome to the Faith, Health, and Home Digital Podcast. I am your host, Makeba Giles. Here we share information and resources for physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being to help families live an inspired lifestyle and encourage healthy living. Thank you for joining us. Well, the suspense drama film Blood on Her Badge will premiere Monday the November sixteenth, on TV One. It's inspired by a true story of Dee Johnson, a charming and eager young cop who sells into her canoe, her new career, but then falls for a captivating younger man. As her life begins to fall into place, she makes risky decisions that ultimately alter her objectivity and then eventually it results in tragic repercussions. Joining me now to share more about this thrilling new drama are the film stars raven Simone Farrell which plays Dee Johnson and Taquan Richmond who plays Trey. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, you you, now, first, we know that 2020 has been a very challenging year for communities across the country in regards to police brutality and police shootings. Um, tell us what compelled you to take on such a difficult role for the film Blood on Honor Badge.
1: I think um, given, well, a thing, I know, um, given a, a different viewpoint of just um, the typical officer that we are police department that we all have, um, in today's world and also like just taking on something that I've never done before, uh, something that was, that was more challenging, um, than, uh, comfortable. Um, I also think that I had a lot of, a lot of similar, similarities with this character, um, when I, when I broke it all the way down, um, a lot of the things that, that she, that she went through mentally, um, I think uh, you know I had I-, I shared the same experiences,
0: so it was cool to actually be able to portray that on screen. And Raven, now you um, actually were in the film All Eyes on Me as well. Was there any parallels between the role you played in that movie and this one? Was there anything you drew off of from your role in All Eyes on Me?
1: I think. Um, as far as just their uh, as their upbringing of sexual decor, um you know not really coming from um, not really having a great childhood not really coming from uh, um anything that's like i guess like more so paving your own way trying to figure it out um they, they share that
0: now, Taquan, um, when, in regards to you and your role, we know that um, there have been a lot of eyes on the African American male community this year in 2020. Um, tell me what compelled you to um, take on this role that you play in the film.
2: I feel like this was the perfect timing for that kind of uh, for this kind of role because it shows the relationship between a young black male and the police force. Um, It it also shows that we can come to a common understanding at some point maybe. And it also shows all cops aren't, you know, uh, definitely bad cops, that all cops aren't normally bad cops. Uh, There are good cops and there are bad cops. But sometimes cops have to uphold a standard that may be unrealistic. And sometimes I think as people we might forget that cops are, you know, human, human beings as well with flaws and everything as well. So I think right now would be the perfect time for us to and, and, and bound on that and, and actually show the differences. And maybe through this, we can alleviate some of that fear that stands between young black men and, police
0: officers. I love that. I love that you said that because um, not only do I have friends and family members who are part of the um, police force across the country, but I also have two black sons. And so um, Uh just, and and one of them being 26 years old. Um, So with that, I'm sorry, 23 years old. So um, with him being (laughs) out on his own, it's, it's, like you said, it's very challenging. It's very um, scary as a parent, and, you know, even with him, he may tell me about something that he encountered during the day, um, or where he felt uncomfortable with police presence. So, yes, I, I feel it's very important um, with this film right now to, um, as you said, you know, dispel some of those um, those fears and, and that uneasiness um, between the African-American community in regards to black males, and... The police community. So, thank you for sharing that. Now, um, did either of oh, he, did either of you draw upon anything particular to portray your characters, like a personal experience or um, characters from other films, such as Queen and Slim? Uh yeah, yeah. Um, I
1: actually, as far as Queen and Slim, I think that was like a, a perfect film um, to to study, but also. Um, the soundtrack was 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 great to listen to and getting prepared but as far as personal experiences i think um especially like now we've all had that that one or multiple situations that's like um that you couldn't compare this to in a sense of like if we just think about the overall the overall just of it you know being in love and and doing whatever you have to do in order to keep this person in your life because this person is literally your home. So you feel like, okay, if I lose this person, then I don't even know where I am You know? And it's like okay, well, in order for me to keep my sanity, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to to, to make sure this person is satisfied, make sure this person stays in my life, you know? Yes,
0: absolutely. It's that codependency and that vulnerability that right. def- yes, that definitely causes that and, and, and as you said, you know, there's you know, it's happened to everyone, right? It happens to the best of us where we get in a relationship where we can easily but subconsciously, you know, fall into that um, rabbit hole, if you will, of, you know, doing whatever it takes or whatever that person, you know, may want out of them because you feel like if I lose them, this is my whole world, um, you know, my air or, or whatnot. And before you know it, you've kind of, you know, gone to a place that there's like a point of no return. Um, What about you, Taquan? Exactly. Yes, exactly. Did you, um, what about you, Taquan? Did you draw off of any personal experiences for the film, for the character that you play?
2: Um, As far as me being a young black male and uh, dealing with police my entire life, um, I think my life was pretty much (laughs) where I drew the most experience and knowledge from them. like I said before, that that usual fear. I mean, um, listen, I'm an actor. I don't, you know, for the most part, I don't do anything wrong. Uh, But for some reason, you know, if I'm driving my car down the street and a police officer pulls behind me, there's a sense of fear there. There's a sense of fear. And, and I don't understand why that actually, I do understand why it exists. But I think Drawing from that and then showing this is, um, is, a, is a good example of, you know, we, as, as young black men, we are taught this from a young age. You know, uh, when when you leave the house, your mom always says, you know, whatever they do, you know, do whatever they ask you to. Uh, don't No back talk, you know, have all your papers in order. And I feel like drawing from this type of thing, it really helped me out with Trey. And then another point, um, I don't want to say it's, it's a big up for us or a big up for us as young black men, but to be able to manipulate the situation and actually win from yeah. it yeah. is something that rarely yeah. ever happens. Mm-hmm. And it, it, a lot of people don't get the chance to. So uh, that's, that's basically where I took this from and, and taking the fear and then turning it to a power um, and, and then using it for my own advantage.
0: Absolutely. Or oh, Trey's on advantage. Let's be quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I, totally under, totally understand. You said that's that's not my life. <laughs> that's Trey's life over there. So it's Trey's to- life. Exactly. Totally get it. Uh speaking of, of which, um, are there any similarities at all between um your characters and your own personality?
1: Yeah, I believe so. Um, I believe, as far as just like being, uh, I feel like Dee is very loyal. She's very, very loyal. She's very. Yes. Um, she becomes very, even though she's dependent on Trey. I feel like she has her own sense of independence, as far as just like okay, from what, from where she came from and her upbringing, and, and always having you know her father in a picture, and then branching off on her own and starting her own life. Um, also just, uh, I can't, I can admit some, some kind of, uh, we, we can be naive sometimes. We can be naive sometimes. And it's only because like, you know, you don't, you, you see the potential in people and you don't like, you don't like to like, just you charge a book by its cover. You just, and I feel like that, that would be, you know, she's seeing the potential and she wants to work with it. Like, I, I feel like and, not, and not, not even relationship-wise, that's friend-wise, that's business-wise. You know, you just like, oh, okay, like, let me, even though you see these signs, you're just like, let me, no, 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 you want to give people the benefit of the doubt. Right. Yeah, you so. see the potential
0: and you see mm. that someone's actually interested in you for yourself. exactly. So, exactly. you know, in that initial, right, in that initial stage, because, you know, you're the more that you kind of open up, about yourself and they're accepting it, you know, even though it may be for their own personal gain or, you know, a dangerous, um, dangerous outcome or dangerous um, motivation. If we see that acceptance... You got the
1: idea of feeling wanted. Exactly. Yeah.
0: We're seeing that acceptance. And so we give more and more and more because we love that feeling of being accepted and, and just knowing that someone... Um, is interested in us for who we are and we don't have to put up a facade for mm-hmm. that and then which eventually turns into being a facade, right? Like what happened um, with this film. Oh, exactly. um, yes. exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, and and Taquan, I know that your character is totally different <laughs> from how you are, but um, yeah. was there anything, the character of Trey, that, that was similar to hmm. how you are?
2: I would say uh I would say anybody would be dishonest if they if they said that they've never um used their charm uh, to manipulate a situation for the betterment of their situation. Um <laughs> I think yeah, I think that, I think that's my, my only real similarity to Trey, uh, is that Trey used used whatever I call it the charm to disarm factor. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he charmed E he disarmed her. Mhm. And he was able to, to get the things that he wanted. And I think with Trey, he just didn't maybe understand the ramifications of what he was doing. And he didn't know it would go that far. You know, it started off as just, maybe I can get this, and maybe I can get that. And then it totally spiraled out of control to where it was out of his control as well. So I feel like um, if any qualities at all, you know, I got a little charm to me. That's that's about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that, the charm, the disarm factor. I, I believe we all have have had to um, put that in use at some form or another in our lives, oh, yeah. for sure. Now, um, speaking of your personal experiences, um, in your personalities, how involved were the two of you in attributing your own um, additional insights or perspectives to your roles during the filming process?
1: Yes, I feel like naturally, just as as, as actors, even even if it's not like more external, more internal, we always put ourselves in a character. You know, we always we always have because it could be a completely different. You know, D could be. Um, fighting for love for Trey but Raven could be fighting for love for her dad or something you know it's like even even though you all like the viewers see a certain thing I feel like every actor has has an input of their character because that's the best way we can play it as us you know that's the best way Raven can play D by you know substituting certain situations or um you know making things more relatable so it can come off as more authentic.
2: I would also I have to give a big shout out to our our director Kim Michaels. Um, Kim made it very comfortable, uh, very comfortable work environment. Uh, so if, you know, you. we would go on a little walk sometimes and walk around. and I would ask them, you know, because I'm very I'm very detailed, So I would ask them, so what do you think about this? What do you think if like you know I wore this hoodie and this know, What do you think if I said this here and And honestly, he just made it super comfortable uh, to throw in my own opinions and throw in my own things because nobody knows this type of character better than me because I actually live it in some fashion. So, you know, just to show I've been around it and so so I know what a young street guy looks like. I know what he wears. I know how he might talk. I know the things that he might do. And uh, as Raven was saying, even, you know... And our, you know, subconsciously, we always add a little bit of ourselves to every character. You know, even though Denzel plays a thousand different characters, there's always a little bit of Denzel in there somewhere. So I, I feel like, um, you know, going back to Kid Michaels, he made it very comfortable for us to do that.
0: Yes, and speaking of um, the director, Kid Michaels, I want to talk about the crew for a moment. Um, How was it on set to work with... This um, production crew—that's that's actually a, a wonderful, um, a wonderful compilation of people, a group of people who worked to bring this film to life. Um, tell us what that was like to work with Ken and and all of the other cast and crew on the set. It was
1: it was amazing. I feel like we all kind of became family on set. Everybody was made everything super comfortable. Um, I think, you know, when you are comfortable with people, you are able to say is you don't agree with, you know, a certain thing or a certain situation. And that's what makes, that's what makes you good, okay, you know, because you know that, you know, I'm able to speak up. They're, they made it comfortable for it to be an open set with, you know, with everybody's different mindsets and everything. It's to this day. I still, you know, I still talk to a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, with, with the casting and everything.
2: Ken, Ken being the actor, uh, you know, being a longtime veteran actor and also being a director was very important for me uh, to work with him because I, as an aspiring director myself, um, I felt like he gave the best notes because he's actually been in our position. Um, and he, he was able to talk to us in a certain way to where we understood. And uh, as far as the cast and crew goes, everybody was really cool and uh, TV one. I love working with them. This is my second project with TV One. I think I did uh, one in maybe 2015 or 16 called
0: Ringside. Yes.
2: Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's always a good family environment just seeing everybody again. And I hope that we, you know, we might have some more things down the pipeline in the future. I love working.
0: Yes, I hope so. That's wonderful to hear. Now, um, we're not gonna—I don't want to give the movie away, so I'm not gonna go too much into the film and in the storyline. But um, "Blood on Her Badge" it, it does explore themes related to uh, morality, police corruption, money, power, and physical and mental abuse. So, I want to ask the two of you: Is there any advice that you have? For the viewers when they watch this film, especially young people who are experiencing unhealthy relationships
1: right now? I feel like to always remember to put yourself first. You know, we, we focus on other people's love. We focus on other people's like happiness more than we do our own. But when you put yourself first, you know what to settle for, what not to settle for. You know what's, the, what's wrong, what's right because, you know, you, you, you're focused on how you feel. You know if you're uncomfortable and you're not, you know, 100%. So it's hard, it's, it's easier said than done, I know. And sometimes you may not even be aware of you, you know, putting somebody else's happiness before yours, but I believe if you always put yourself first and you, you know who's for you and who and who's not, who has no mission to be and who's genuine.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
2: It was basically what raven has said uh you know put yourself first and but more importantly love yourself first because um i think it like you know it's been said many times before it's impossible to love anybody else before yourself so i think um mm-hmm. you know i think whatever you're dealing with internally is gonna you're gonna project that onto other people so before you start <laughs> messing with anybody seriously or you think that oh this is gonna be my husband or oh, this is wifey. I think you should work on yourself completely first before you start <laughs> to try to you know, develop other relationships and situationships. But that's my little thing for the you know, the younger audience.
0: And entanglement. No. <laughs> yes, entanglement. <it's a> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <So true>. Right. <laughs> Y'all are wrong. <laughs> right. Don't want any yellows. <laughs> Now um, I know you said um, definitely put yourself first, love yourself, which I absolutely agree with. Um, be aside. Let's put those two um, points aside. Those two life lessons aside. Um, aside from those two, what else do you hope that audiences take away from the movie?
1: Well, Me I
2: hope that. Okay, oh, yeah, go, go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead.
1: <laughs> please, ladies first, please. Well, I guess, I guess it's kind of similar though. Like, I, I feel that people should should be more aware of, you know, your mental health and be more aware of if things you be more aware of what's going on in your life because a lot of the times we feel we don't even notice that certain things affect us and um. In, until it affects affects us. So I say even though it kinda of ties into what I just said as far as putting yourself first, it's like, you know, just make sure your mental is okay at all times. Because no one's gonna make sure you're okay as much as you are.
2: Exactly. And um watch mm-hmm. who you trust. That's a big thing. Watch who you uh watch who you trust and uh, watch these kind of people that come around and, and you know Don't let anybody get too far into your life without, you know, you doing a full, I won't say background check, but, you know, just know this person is fully or try to get the best understanding you can before you let snakes into your circle or somebody who could potentially, um, you know, cost you any type of of wrongdoings. So uh, that's very important. You know, watch the people that you have around you, even the people closest to you, they hurt you the most.
0: I love both of those. Be watchful, be mindful, and safeguard your mental health. Three very important takeaways I would say, um, in addition to loving yourself and putting yourself first is, is what people can take away from this movie. Now um lastly I wanna ask you to, you know, this is wrapped and all done. What's on the horizon for you two? What's next? As of
1: right now, um with after post quarantine. Uh, you know, I'm just now getting back into auditioning and still protecting my class, um, you know, getting ready for the next project, whatever it is. But yeah, I think we're just now getting to the full of things as of right now.
2: Yeah. Things are um corona I think hit everybody pretty hard. it um, had a lot of a lot of different, you know, talented actors sitting on their, their hands for a long time. So like uh, Reagan said, I think it was the best thing for us to do is, you know, uh, read our books. You know, I I really didn't start training as much as I should have throughout the career and then when corona hit, I was like, you know what? Maybe I should open a book and read about this and and take other people's techniques and learn different things that I I honestly wasn't thinking about before I had this kind of time to sit down and think about it. So I I think uh, going into uh, 2021, As things start to slowly open up again, as far as our industry goes, um, you know, we can just be on our toes and just uh, grab anything that's coming uh, through, and for me, it's going to be writing and directing a lot more, so.
0: Indeed, and and that's another um, takeaway from even this conversation, right? Take this time, if if people haven't already, um, for them to take this time and develop, use it for self-development, use it to... Learn more or, or like you said, improve on your existing skills and abilities, you know, um, discover something new and then take this time to prepare yourself so that when, you know, hopefully and prayerfully COVID is over, that when things start to come in, more opportunities, whatever it may be, that you're ready for them and better prepared. So, yes, that's okay. that's definitely um, good to do. And I'm glad that the two of you said that because everyone needs to do that right now. So yes, um, thank both of you for joining me today to discuss Blood on Her Badge. And I want to let everyone know again that the movie premiere is Monday, November 16th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 7 p.m. Central Time, on TV1. You can definitely go to TV1.com to find out more information on the movie. And also, um, be sure to follow both Raven and Daquan on social media. Would you guys like to give your um, social media channels for people to connect with you?
1: Oh, okay, yeah. So mine is is my name, Raven, R-A-Y-V-E-N, G-L-S-E-R-R-E-L-L, on all platforms.
2: And mine is at T-Rich, uh, that's T-D-A-S-H-R-I-C-H. And if you guys do post about this once it airs, can you guys use the hashtag Blood on our Badge, hashtag represent, or hashtag B-H-O-H-B?
0: Absolutely. Be sure to use those hashtags when you watch the movie and share your thoughts on it. We'd love to hear feedback. And again, just thank you two so much for joining me. We will be watching Blood on Her Badge on November sixteenth. Looking so forward to it. Um, and I want to wish both of you the best of luck coming in the future. More opportunities coming your way, hopefully, as as this um, pandemic passes over. And um, you both, I'm sure, did a wonderful job in the movie. We're looking forward to seeing it. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Thank you for tuning in to the Faith, Health, and Home digital podcast. For transcripts of this episode and others, visit our website at faithhealthandhome.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Thank you again for joining us.